0: Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick. And recently, my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this.
1: Hey, Dad, how about some college questions? Let's Let's hear them.
0: All right, we are live with our latest episode of College Questions. We are so glad you're listening in. We actually had a really cool thing happen that I just realized, I believe in the last few episodes, we've hit 50 episodes, which is really significant. When I first started this journey and felt like God was prompting to, to begin this, I read that a lot of people start podcasts and they do like five or seven episodes and then it goes away. So I feel like, all right, we made it past that and we hit 50 and it, it really, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's uh, it's always a joy to, to learn myself. And then to have the opportunity for you guys to be a part of these conversations. I hope and pray that you are learning like me. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And so, uh, again, just so grateful for you guys listening in. I'm excited about the question today. It's actually a really good question to our follow-up to a podcast we did previously, which was, what is God's will for my life? That's a great one. That's been one of the most listened to podcasts. It makes sense. That's a question that drives us. And in that episode with Hunter McCam, we talked a lot about There's a lot of different angles. You can go with that question. And so, and I love, I would encourage you if you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it again. That's what is God's will for my life. We didn't have time and Hunter and I, even in that episode, I remember we talked about, man, this needs a follow-up podcast to this. And so I'm excited about this question because I think it gets into a different angle of that question. And so the question we're exploring is what is next after college? I know some of you listening are not in college, but again, maybe you can interpret this from, hey, what's next down the road, but obviously a large portion of our audience is college students, and so this is a great question for us to explore, to think about that future of God's will. You know, they, these are good things to think about, and so we're going to get into it. I'm also extremely excited about the guest today with us. I met this man uh, years ago. Uh, we were a part of a purity study here, First Baptist Church together. He was connected at Wesley, a student at Arkansas Tech, and is now, uh, he's recently graduated a few years back but now serving as the director of Age to Age at Wesley Foundation. He's a godly man. I've got a tremendous amount of respect for him. I am always encouraged when I get to see him around town and just uh, just love him and appreciate him. And I think you're going to be encouraged to hear his perspective today. So please welcome to the podcast, my good friend, Josh Childs. Thank you so much for coming, Josh.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. For real, like 50 episodes, that's wild.
0: It's crazy, so. man. When I saw that, I thought, um, you know, it's been really neat, man. And it's been a learning experience for me. Uh, but, uh, I had that thought because I've had, some, uh, one of my uh, family members started a podcast mm-hmm. and he got, and I liked it. It was good. He did yeah. a sports podcast and I thought it was great. And after about eight episodes, it like it just stopped. Yeah. Like, so there is something, I don't know who did the research on that, but I think a lot of them do begin and they don't continue. And, and it is hard, you know, but I, I've loved it. Um, you know, and it gives me a chance to connect with awesome folks like you and just learn. And, yeah. uh, I've had a lot of fun, man. So I just appreciate you coming and connecting. So uh, I am curious, man, what do you think? Uh, you know, here's a big question. You know, what's next after college? This is something that, you know, students are uh, thinking about for sure at some point, right. In yeah. their college career, maybe not their freshman year, but at some point they're starting to think, okay, what's next after college. So what do you think, man? Where, what do you say to that person who's asking that question?
1: <laughs> What's next after college? Um, man, that is when, at least for me, that's when you really, you know, you get to make, you think in college you get to make your own choices. When you're out of college, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, you're just deciding, you know, where you want to go work, where you're going to, jobs that you're going to apply for, where you want to live. Um, and, honestly it's it's intimidating mm. uh because when you're looking for things and things fall through or uh, you know you may live in an area where you don't want want to live in um or you may be still a, i know i run into friends all the time and they ask me man you're still in russellville i'm like yeah like like i'm still in russellville um
0: like that's a bad thing. yeah like though. it's a bad <laughs> that's know, a right.
1: like it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing at all this is where god has me that's right, right, right now. man um but when you get out of college it is hard to uh to not compare yourself to, mm. to what's going on around you you know like we have social media instagram facebook twitter these days and you know when when people are doing great things they're going to post about it mm-hmm. you know like when, when they get it when they move into a new home and like when you see that or when they're booed up and getting married and, and you see that on, uh, on social media, that just, that just, that can really discourage you. Mm. And, uh, and so really just making decisions, decisions and uh, trying to, trying to, trying to be positive about what you're doing because we already know that our life is, is not like any everybody else's. Like, mm. uh, we may, you know, me and you, we might go through some of the same things in life, but I mean, you're different and mm. you've experienced different situations, mm. and um, I'm gonna experience different situations, you know. But it's hard to remember that when you're out of college.
0: Mm. So. Man, that's that's a, a a really I like the word that you used, intimidating, and I've never thought of it like that. But it is. I, I've heard the phrase, you know, you're never more mobile than when you graduate college. And generally speaking, that's probably pretty true, right? Like most people who graduate and, and you know, that's a great thing. It's awesome. It's also intimidating, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and then you, you got into something really interesting, which I think is, is a great observation of the comparison game. And because of social media and you're looking at someone else and we think about really when we ask, you know, what's next after college, we kind of are exploring that next phase of God's will in the previous episode. That's what Hunter and I talked a lot about, which was really cool a lot of times we allow the future to rob us of right now so it's like i got to be careful that in my thoughts of my future i've, I've got to make sure i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing today right mm-hmm. now in this moment in this conversation yeah. with the responsibilities i have today like am i being obedient am i am i fulfilling what god has for me now mm-hmm. right and and as i do that then i can trust him that it's going to come to light for the future there's a balance though because it doesn't mean i just completely ignore the future which is what i love about this question there is wisdom in saying, "Hi, right, what's next?"
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I'm curious for you, man, how, do, you know, obviously you are serving as the director of age to age now. How uh how did you make that decision? What was it like when you graduated? And when how did you end up in this? Would you mind kind of sharing your personal yeah. journey of how that happened for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um when I was graduating, I graduated uh at Tech in 2017 with a rehabilitation science degree. Uh and so I really wanted to, you know, work with kids, get a chance to work with people, um, and so um, I thought I had this cause the ministry. And my boss, he kind of helped me set me up. At the time, he's like, you know, we have different opportunities this way, and uh, you know, I just, I just jumped, jumped in, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like. I already have felt called to ministry before and so uh why not give it a shot and um so I did and and it took me to Jonesboro Arkansas Uh, that's that's where I was and
0: what were you doing in Jonesboro
1: yeah so in Jonesboro I was doing campus ministry okay uh, still um but where I really messed up and (laughs) where I really uh failed was I didn't really give Jonesboro a chance to be Jonesboro mm. if that makes sense okay. so so when I left Wesley um campus ministry at tech um, you know I thought Wesley was gonna be Wesley everywhere oh, I, you know yeah, I thought yeah. I thought the community was going to be the community um, everywhere that I went
0: it looked a little different
1: it looked a little different man and 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 that really shook me mm um because you know your friend group and the people that you're around uh you, you know y'all all kind of like y'all don't think the same but y'all have some core values and stuff yeah. and um and like you just had this love for them uh so like when when i had to leave them and and go somewhere else and and start over i was having these high expectations on people uh without even getting really to know them first I was already expecting them to be, um, you know, expecting them to, to be great Christians, great, uh, you know, followers of God, expecting them to be um, loving and caring, mm. you know, cause that's what I have seen yep. here at Tech. Yep. And not saying everybody wasn't like that, like that's not what I'm saying, but it just really, I just did not react well mm. to change and to, to being in a different setting. Um, and so, so yeah, that's what I did for a little bit. And honestly, I felt like I I felt like God didn't want me there. Mm. But I'm not sure if it wasn't so much that or maybe he just wanted me to like actually be there and not want mm. to want want Jones to be like Russell. Yeah that's good
0: no it makes a lot of sense man i think you know you said a lot of things that i think are reality for so many people number one you admitted change is hard for me well let's be honest i mean change is hard for everybody to certain degrees and different changes are different challenges and height and depths of challenges but i do think that that, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it. Cause I can tell, like, even for you, you're trying to discern, like, hmm, I don't know which one it was. It may be a little, but you know, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but the good news is, I mean, I mean, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. And I, I think you're, I, I think it's interesting to hear you talk about it. You know, when it is intimidating, you can go anywhere in the world, uh-huh. any city, you can stay here, you, you know, depending on what opportunities open, I mean, you and depending on your degree and, and what you have a skill for and, and a passion to do, Right, And that's part of what I love about college is you're trying to figure those things out, right? You're trying yeah. to figure, what am I passionate about? Do I, you know, what do I love to do? And um, But there are challenges to any job, right? There's always, you know, that. And I think you made a great observation of, man, I got there, it looked different. And I don't know that I handled I don't know that I responded exactly the way. Like, I wonder if, if you replayed that, do you think you would maybe tr- want to respond differently than you did initially?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would just... I would just be more open. I just have an open heart, and um, yeah, I, I would want to respond differently.
0: Well, so. and I, and I ask because, and I've got those stories too, right? And I think that's part of life, and I think our listeners can learn from from what we're saying, right? Is that they don't have to make those same mistakes. They're still gonna wrestle with it, mm-hmm. because when you get to that new setting, let's be real you you come with some expectations, yeah, and when they look different than what you expected. Mm. You've got to figure out how you're going to respond to that. Yeah, And I think what you and I are both confessing is, listen, we, we didn't always respond right in those scenarios. Mm. And I think it's a good thing that students can learn is that no matter what you go do, because you will go do something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I know you, you mentioned a book yesterday. I'd, I'd like to ask you about that, yeah. But you're going to do something. So how are you going to respond when you get there and it's not what you thought it was? There's challenge, because by the way, every job is going to have challenges. There's going to be every there's going to be a part of every job that you don't like. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if it's, you know, it might be my, hopefully it's small, but there's always challenges to jobs. Mm -hmm. And so some people, you know, we, we got to learn how to manage that and work through that Mm -hmm. and process that and not let it just make us think I'm doing the wrong thing. I think that's part of, that's a big lesson. Like I can't, Hit a challenge and think all of a sudden like wait a second I'm not I'm not doing so. no 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 this is part of the process. It is trust the, the process.
1: process. Yeah,
0: we're gonna be all right. Let me ask you this though that that intimidating part is there a way that we could encourage students who are you know even you know your seniors who are really kind of on the verge of a transition or you know they're they're applying for whether it be you know more schooling yeah you know, or Jobs or whatever. How would you encourage someone who who? Because let's be honest, that that's an okay. I think it's alright to say. Look, this is a little intimidating. I'm 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 good with admitting that. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, it can be overwhelming. It can uh, whatever. How do you encourage someone who may feel some of that?
1: What I would say to someone that may feel discouraged or intimidated, um, it's really just to trust God, like. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and, you know, lean not on your own understanding. But really, like, when we have to trust God, that means we have to put down, like, you know, our comfort a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I know, I'm not that type of guy. Like, you know, I don't don't even want to sleep in anybody else's bed. I want to go Mm -hmm. home and sleep Mm -hmm. in my bed. You know, but really, you have to trust in the Lord. And another thing is just seek his will. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and, like you were saying earlier, that can mean a lot of things, but ultimate, ultimately, if ultimately, if you're not reading the word of God, if you're not, um, you know, in in the Bible, you you, you probably don't. You 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 may know what His will is, but I mean, if I'm not reading the word, man, I'm telling you right now, like I'm struggling to find. What God's will is for my life, because mm. His will for our lives is in is in His Word. Come on, first, you know. So what um, I hear
0: you saying is, yeah. I need to be reading my Bible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what's yeah. crazy, and everyone listening right now, why is this such a hard thing for us to get through our brains? Like we, I hear, dude, I've had so many guests say the same thing. <laughs> right, yeah. this is a theme. And look, I know I've read enough of the Bible to know God repeats a lot of things mm-hmm. because he knows we're stubborn because he knows we're forgetful. Bro, why is it so hard? And I'm admitting it's hard for me sometimes. Yeah. Like, why is this such a challenge? Like, I just got to read. I got to read my Bible. Whatever question I'm dealing with in life, it starts with getting in the word. Is that is that that's what I hear you saying?
1: Yeah, man. So, yeah, I, I think like even for myself, like, I'm just speaking for myself, periods where I don't read the Bible in my life or I'm not reading the Bible in my life, I could almost say that Jesus is not a priority. Mm. He's not the top priority in my life. That's right. You know, like, and that's a hard pill to swallow, even mm. for me. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, Josh, why aren't you reading right now? Mm. It's because I don't have time. It's because yeah. I'm busy. Like, you yeah. know, we we begin to make excuses. I'm not saying life doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but man, like, you when you think about your life and you, you think about, what jesus has done for you Mm. you know when i look about this time in Jonesboro and and how i thought how bad it was but it's such a a learning moment jesus had taught me so much from it like Mm. like that's him you know that's him doing that for me and and that should make me that should want to make me spend more time with him in the word but you have to want to like you have to be disciplined and you have to want it. Um, so,
0: well, and I feel like, and I'm kind of preaching to myself right oh, 100%, now,
1: hundred percent. Me too. That
0: I've, I've heard this is enough from repeated guests or guests. Like the people are saying the same thing, no matter what the question we're exploring. And I've, I've been thinking about this thought for a couple of years now, like following Jesus and walking with God is not complicated. It is extremely difficult. Mm. But it's not complicated. And one of the ways it's so simple, one of the ways it's so simple is I just read my Bible. Bro, that is such a simple, practical, and we're we're blessed to have it in our language, right? Like, this is not, like, there's no excuse good enough. I know what you mean. I'm with you. And I've I've used every single one of them, right? Like, we all have. But, man, I need to hear sometimes someone just get my face and say, dude, what do you, read your Bible. Stop stop what you're doing whether it's get off your phone or this stuff at work that you think you've got to take care of like just read stop read your bible mm. and man then i can go from there right because what's really cool that i heard you say and and that's the one thing i want to ask you is if would you change anything would you take away that jonesboro thing no not all, right. at all. awesome Now, here's what I love about this, because I heard you saying it was a challenge, right? And and some of it was because of the situation that was out of your control. Some of it was in your control and your response. However, you're saying, oh, no, I wouldn't change that. Why Mm -hmm. not?
1: And because, like I said, guys really showed me a lot. And, I mean, it was still just a fun time. You know, like, I think when we have a negative experience, you just want to on to the negative thoughts <laughs> but if i'm yeah. being 100 honest with myself and real with myself like it was still a good time and, right. and the connections there that i made were still like still people i talk to to this day and so the lesson learned and the lesson that i took from that like i'll never i'll yeah. never forget it i'll never forget that experience
0: there there is a freedom and when you said that earlier you said trust in the lord Right. And we see this phrase in, in the scriptures, in the Bible that we hopefully read today. Right. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord. And. You know, these these are phrases that we hear enough and we sing it, we read it, we hear it. And I think we kind of tune out what it means. Right. Like Come practically. On, yeah. But here's what I hear you communicate. And I've experienced this, too, that trust in this topic with 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 what we're talking about. Is that there's a. It means that I have a freedom, when I'm thinking about what's next, so whether we're talking about after college, or whatever, what, what's what's next after college, or for a listener who's not in college, there's always something that's next, right? There's mm-hmm. that question that's Trust gives me freedom to make a decision without fear. Because, even if it's not a long-term position for me, even if it's not the thing that I know I'm gonna be doing the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I trust that through the process, God is teaching me something. Yeah. He's showing me, maybe he's refining some things in me that needed to get refined through hard situations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe he's helping you see more of your giftings yeah. and kind of how he's bent you to function in this world and to serve him and his church body. Like there the, I trust that. And if I trust it, that's what i you know, that's a common theme among people I talk to. I've experienced that. right. So when I was in seminary, uh, Brooke and I, we had gotten married in 2008. We're here for a little while. And uh, the church kind of threw a bone to me like, hey, we've got, I just come off the mission field. Right. So they're like, hey, you can help. Uh, Jay was the mission. He's still the mission pastor, but he was, he was, uh, he had a little opportunity for me. And so they're like, yeah, do this. I was like, great. And so I knew seminary was coming. That was what's next. So we, after about, well, that next semester, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. But it was interesting because about halfway through there, you know, I'd always assume we'd just be there till I graduated. But about halfway through, I remember God kind of prompted in my heart, like, hey, you might need to pursue full-time ministry and do seminary part-time. I was like, all right. So I explored some options and, and an opportunity opened up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right?
1: Wow. Skelly
0: drive Baptist church. And I knew it was a long shot cause I didn't have my seminary degree finished yet. And that's kind of a thing. A lot of churches want, you know, they want guys with their seminary degrees finished. And I get that. Um, you know, and I also think, you know, we need to evaluate people more than just if they have a degree or not. Like, yeah. Let's look at the person and the character yeah. and all that. But so, <laughs> but you know, the pastor there who he's, he's passed away a few years back, but I, I love and respect this man so much and, and learned a lot from him. And it was it was such an interesting time because uh, he took a shot on me, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he he called me, and I was really surprised he reached out to me. And there was there was three uh, three pastors at the church: the lead pastor, worship pastor, and then this person. It was a student pastor, so this person was going to be responsible for kindergarten through twelfth grade, mm. right? So you kind of got to, you know you know a little bit about age to age, right? Oh yeah, you, you, man. You got the you get the full spectrum of the kids, man. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, God opened the door. We went, and I was there. It was for maybe two months. And for some reason, my wife were in the backyard and she asked me, hey, what's your dream job? And, dude, I, I don't know why. I didn't even – I don't even think I told her the truth. But I remember in my heart, it was like God was showing me. Like I remember – I don't know if I said it out loud or not. I have to ask her. But I remember thinking, I don't know, but I know it's not this. Yeah. And I felt horrible admitting that because this church had just taken a shot on me. And I knew – and by the way, I, I, I was – loving what I was doing. I really was. I love those kids, man, to this day. Like, and it's crazy now because when I went there, that was over 10 years ago. And now these kids are like all graduated college <clears throat> where I'm like, man, this is wild, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so, but I'm always, I'm, I'm so thankful for that season, even though I knew it wasn't something that I was necessarily, I felt like God was kind of showing me, Hey, you're not going to be in this doing this for long term it didn't mean I, I that was the right for me to have a bad attitude. It didn't mean that was the right, for, I had the right to then check out. It just meant he was showing me, he was teaching me. Mm-hmm. So do my job with the best of my ability. And yeah. in time, in time, he'll open another door. He'll, he'll guide when it's time. But until then, Hey, put my hand to the plow, go to work. And I did, I had a lot of fun and there were challenges for sure, but man, I wouldn't change it for anything. Hey, I wouldn't change yeah. it for anything, bro. And I think that's, the beauty of life with God, right? Like it, it gives, even though it's intimidating and it's scary, uh, you know, I was looking back on that situation and I, I was thinking, I was like, Oh my goodness. I think when I went to go in view of a call and I didn't really understand the process. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk
0: about intimidating. I think God just protected me, and he knew, and he was taking care of me. But I'm pretty sure we packed up and moved all our stuff out before that view of a call. So, like, I wasn't even for sure going to get the job yet. And I don't know what. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait. I look back on that. Wait, did I do that backwards? But, <laughs> like that's, that's kind of intimidating. Yeah. But God knew, man. And, um, you know, I mean, a, it's a different spot for me now where I, I sense God has me here for a long time. Yeah. Right? Like, I kind of get that sense. And who knows? He could surprise me, but I love what I do. I, lo- I don't, if you asked me today, like, what's your dream job? I'd say this, right? Like, I love doing what I'm doing. And, uh, but it was a process. I mean, I didn't get to here right out of college. Like, it was, man, I, man, yeah. I did a lot of different things, right? Yeah. Like, it took time.
1: Yeah, it takes time. And and so, like, when I was at Jonesboro, I would go to Conway to go to a dentist. And so, like, when I go to a dentist, when I go places, like, if you know me, I'm going to talk to you, yep. you know what I mean? And so I'll go to a dentist, and we get to talking about my job in Jonesboro because, I mean, with teeth, it's just hard for me to trust people again. <laughs> it's hard for me to trust people. Like, I got to go to where I've been going because I'm yep. comfortable there. Yep. So I'm in the dentist's office, and really, like, I'll never forget the conversation I, I had with uh, my hygienist in the in the. And the dentist, actual dentist that came and talked to me, and they both were like, Josh, the job that you're at right now is not forever. And I I just, like, sat back, <laughs> like, sat all the way back in the chair. It was just mm-hmm. like, man, you know, it's like, where you're at right now, like, you're in Tulsa. And you, and, and you, you knew, like, something in you knew, basically. You're like, man, this isn't it. And with that, it can almost get discouraging, but like, that's okay. Like, it's okay for things to not be, like, your first job out of college is probably not gonna be your last. Yeah. You know? It's and and that's true. just reality. Yeah. That's just reality. And yep. so when they said that, though, it's like, man, something clicked in my brain. Like, it's okay to move on. Yeah. And moving on isn't a failure. Yep. I remember calling my dad in Jonesboro because I knew, like, I knew I was done. And my and my parents instilled in me, you know, do like, get a job, yeah. work. You yep. know, I knew I was done. I remember calling my dad, crying, uh, you know, on the phone. You know, I was like, Dad, I you know, I just can't do it anymore, and and just like sobbing, man. Mm. And he's like, Josh, it's okay. You know, it's like, he's like, you you got a degree. You know, you can do other stuff and you know quitting things, moving on from things, that that was that was really that was really hard for me. But mm. a lot of times God doesn't want you at a place forever, you mm. know. He 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 just may want you there. Yeah. You know, for a year, for two years. And you know, it may like you said, there'll be rough spots, but Man, you're going to learn so much from that looking back.
0: And if you, it's hard when you're in that situation because you can't see the end yeah. of the, you can't, I can't see what's going on now. Mm-hmm. But this is where your, your challenge of trusting the Lord has to come into place. This is what that practically means. When I'm in a spot that I sense that maybe this isn't my fit. I don't panic. I don't let anxiety drive me crazy. I don't lose sleep. No. I put my hand to the plow. I go to work. i be faithful with the task that God has given me now Mm -hmm. and trust that in time it's going to work out and it's going to, and I'm paying attention. Yeah. Like I'm watching, I'm not just sitting idly, but I'm not disengaging from what I'm doing right now. And that's all because there's two responses to what we're talking about. Right. And a lot of times people can really disengage from their current situation and you can't do that. Now, when it's time to move on, you move on. But until then, right. It's like, no, like, and so I'm, I'm thankful. Like, that time in Tulsa was really special. Uh, I'll always look back on that. And when they had their funeral for the pastor there, man, I remember, um, man, it was a sad deal. I mean, he was young, you know, in his 50s when he passed away. And, you know, I just uh, I just remember um, seeing the people and then and just being like, man, I got so much love for these folks, man, you know? Yeah. And uh, so much love for his family, his wife and his, his son, his daughter. You know, I see him on Instagram and stuff, and I'll just see him. It's like, man, I like to keep up with him, you know. That's cool, man. That was a special season. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't long-term, but it doesn't – like you said, man, you learn, and, and I think that can help break down the intimidation factor in the sense you're right. I think there's some can put pressure on themselves like, oh, man, I've got to make my life decision right now. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: When really, maybe what we're saying is, hey, what is what is next after college? It's just the next step. Yeah, Maybe there are some people who that next step will be long-term. Yeah. But like you said, statistics tell us like most people don't end up, It's that's an exception, by the way. Mm-hmm. So most people are going to get into something and then shift careers, I don't know, two or three times. For sure. Right? That happens. And so that kind of helps break it down. Like, all right, I can I can just take a next step, not putting pressure on myself that this is some big. I'm not just signing up yeah. for a lifetime commitment here. So that's good, man. I appreciate your perspective on that, man. Well, what else you, you mentioned the book, uh, just do something. Yeah. I was, I was curious about this, man. What, what is, uh, what's been challenging to you from that book in, in light of our question?
1: Yeah. So yeah. Just do something is by Kevin D young. And he just really talks about how young adults overcomplicate making decisions like in life. Um, and so not saying in, in in this book he he says he he states, he's like, you know, God can call you to do something. He can call you to do something. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. We we both know that, yes. you know. But at the same time, God has provided us with free will. And so in when in whatever you're doing, you know, serve him, be obedient, and love others. Mm. Like, in whatever you're doing. And, and he puts in the book, um, you know, I think I think it goes something like this, and I'm not going to do a good job about it because I don't have the physical book. It's like, it's all good. yeah. Um, but he, he says something along the lines of like, you know, like we don't, Christians don't have to do the hardest thing for them because they think it's like more Jesus telling them. Mm. You know, like God doesn't. If God wanted me to move to Chicago right now and live, you know, on nothing, if he really wanted me to do that, like, he's going to call me to do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I'm faced with that decision versus something that may be better in my eyes, it's okay to take that other decision. Mm -hmm. It's okay to take the better option and know that I still need to be obedient. Because you can have the best job in the world, like, you can have a good job. I'm not even lying. Like you can be getting paid, money, like you have a good house, good money, good everything. But if you're not being obedient, if you're not like serving, if you're not loving others, you're gonna hate your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're gonna hate good. your job. Like seriously, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus is what makes life good. It's not mm. life itself. So Mm -hmm. when we let life intimidate us from the decisions we face, it's almost like, man, like, man, Jesus should be filling you with so much joy that you're just going to go and just do, just do something, you know, like to sit on our hands and overcomplicate some decisions. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying some decisions aren't complicated. For sure. But a lot of times that's why we have the free will is just to take the thing that fits us best and just you know not not because it fits us best but thank the lord that it you know that we that we find qualities in that thing and just do it and serve mm-hmm. him and love him you know um the thing that really messes up people when they move like they move a different town like I was in Jonesboro um you know when I was in Jonesboro I made it a priority for me to find a church Mm. and to get involved and and that is hard mm. for college students and that's hard for young adults even mm. especially during i mean this time of like yeah, COVID, man that's yep. that's crazy but if you're in college right now and you're listening to this and you know you're not involved in a church get involved in a church learn mm-hmm. how to be involved in a church and because you will know like that's what you need. Mm. That's that's what I needed in Jonesboro mm. and and that's what made that time better for me. Mm. Is is finding a local church.
0: So you ended up getting connected to one out there? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, Temple awesome.
1: Baptist, Temple Baptist Church in Jonesboro gotcha. and man, I know the guy, uh Jonathan Martin up there, man. He's awesome. He t- he just took me in. He's like, "Man, like don't like I was doing stuff with him with college students, and he's like, don't worry about it, you know? And, and finding a church is intimidating too. Like, <laughs> But sure. again, like when we trust the Lord, we have to trust him. Like, like I, I think a lot of times we're like, God, send me up this mountain. I'm about to climb this mountain, my hands wide open, but I'm about to be in my Patagonia. I'm about to be in my biggest puff jacket, and I'm about <laughs> yeah. to be in the best boots I can wear. And it's about to be a good, grand old time. I got a heater with me, you know. And, and a lot of times it's not like that. Like, it's uncomfortable. Like, doing new things can be uncomfortable, even for me. And friends would say, Josh, you're the most outgoing person you know. My sister, later the other day, she was like, ever since you were little, you just learn to talk to people. But I get uncomfortable in new situations mm-hmm. too. And so mm-hmm. you have to learn to let down your walls and, you know, just please make fun in the church. Priority. Mm,
0: That's good, man. All right, you've hit some awesome stuff, man. I I think one of my favorite quotes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to this one. Jesus is what makes life good. Mm. Now, I love it just because it's so simple, right? Like what I, what I, in light of this question, what I think about when you make that statement is that oftentimes we put too much weight and emphasis on earthly things, like a job Mm. like a location are these things important do we need to consider them sure pray about them okay yeah however no matter what you do and i heard you say this it doesn't matter what you do how much money you make how much what it does the point is are you recognizing that it's jesus that makes life good yeah because if that's your priority you're going to get in the Word. You're going to be doing what we talked about. Are you going to be reading your Bible? Mm-hmm. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change your perspective so that you take a – there is a freedom. There's freedom in making decisions when that happens. Mm. There's a lot of uh, constriction when Jesus – when you forget, like, you know, I think of Galatians 2.20. is no Galatians 20 is no, uh, 2 20 is, uh, no longer I li- yeah. live, but Christ lives in me. me. yeah. This is what I'm, this is what I'm here. Yeah, this is just, Jesus is what makes life good. If that's happening, man, all of a sudden, decisions like you said, it's like, I got, this is what, it doesn't matter, just pick one. Pick one.
1: Mm.
0: Because guess what's important? Stay in the word, keeping Christ the center. When that happens, you will be loving people. You will, you know, I think of the proverb you were talking about earlier. What's the proverb about? Basically, it's like you have a, a lot of money, and be it'll be horrible in your house but you can be poor and have uh and love mm, if you if yeah. love is there then it's like it's all like this it's this i'm totally not saying okay. that right i need to memorize that verse clearly <laughs> but it is something to it's it's, it's saying exactly what you're yeah. talking about that's the wisdom right and i think about this man and, and how many times the bible gives the phrase he approaches it from two angles He either will say, be strong and courageous, right? Mm -hmm. Or do not be afraid. You see these phrases all over the place, right? Be strong and courageous. Take courage. Do not be afraid. And I think it applies to this question. Yeah. Right? If If I'm staying in the Word... Man, and I'm trying to figure out what's next because that's the point of this conversation. That's good to think about. Like, think about it. But when it comes to you feeling that intimidation factor, man, no. Like, when I'm trusting the Lord, it helps me to take courage. It helps me to not be afraid. Maybe not afraid of making a mistake. And a mistake in the sense, in the grand scheme of things, it's not even a mistake. Yeah, That's what's cool about it. In the grand scheme of things... You know, we're not talking about, like, do I sin or not sin? Like, this is not that. This is like, what are you going to do? What decision are you going to make? Yeah. And in that light, I don't think you fail in that regard. You you can't make a bad decision, if that makes sense. But if, right, if yeah. we're keeping this in mind, why? Because at the end of the day, what's the Proverbs nineteen twenty one? That one I do have memorized. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. Come on. So God knew that Josh Childs was going to be sitting up in here in Russellville, Arkansas, 2021 as the age director of age to age. Do you love what you do? Yeah. Love it.
1: Yeah, I do. It's, it is, it's great. You love it. Yeah.
0: Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And you wouldn't change anything about the last four years of what's transpired since you got the Jones, all that. So in the grand scheme of things, it's very freeing. I think. I think people need, and I think too many times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when it comes to these decisions. It's like yeah. at the end of the day, man, you pick one, and you understand that there's a there's a journey you're about to go on, and everyone's looks different. And I love how you started this thing about the the comparison thing. That's a mm. challenge, right? Because that's the other thing. My my next step is not your next step. Yeah. I mean, in a rare situation, maybe like right? so. Me and a friend of mine who graduated college. We, uh, we graduated. Did we graduate the same? I feel like we were off by semester around the same time. Both were working different jobs and we had a phone call. This is hilarious. It was like, we were like two years postgraduate, uh, or like after we graduated. College. Yeah. And we called each other up on the phone and I felt like the Lord was prompting me to do the IMB's journeyman project. You know, you go serve somewhere for two years, right? Wow. Anywhere in the world. And I call, I call him, he calls me, I don't know who called who, but we're talking I think, I think I had told him because I remember his response. I was like, man, I just want to let you know. This is kind of cool. I'm excited. And he said, well, funny you should say that because in all seriousness, man, God's doing the same thing in me. Wow. And we were like, well, maybe we should pray about going together. And yeah. then this funny thing happened. We looked up online, and like everything you saw online was like, no, nah, we don't, friends don't go together. And we, we discouraged it. <laughs> and then we get out there. To, we're like, all right, I guess that's not going to happen. And then we get out to their, uh, it's where you go and like you get to fly in. And if they have people who are serving in various parts of the world, they'll be there. And then they'll have job opportunities. And we start talking to people who are on the field, and we're like, well, um, yeah, we're friends. And then they are saying, well, why don't y'all go together? Mm. And we're like, wow, we didn't know you could do yeah. that. <laughs> Can you do that? And uh turns out you could. And it worked That's out. Awesome. And we served, you know, that was our next step together. Uh, but, I mean, fast forward. Oh, my goodness. We did that in 06, you know, 14 years. And they're now serving. He and his wife and family are now serving as full-time missionaries. And I'm serving as a full-time pastor here in the states. So our steps post that look different.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: But for a season, it was the same. But there's confidence in you have to free yourself from that comparison game. And that's a good thing, man. Have you seen like, do you feel freedom from that, man? Like watching, or is that, how do you, how do you help someone when they are caught up in, man, I just, I see them doing this and I feel like I should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What I tell people and what I tell myself when I, when I start to get that way is like, man, be where your feet are, be where your feet are, you know, because if you're not present, then you're, you're, you're not gonna find the joy in your life if you're looking at the joy in somebody else's, mm. and and so, um, social media is a good tool. It's, it's great, but when we begin to to want what people want, that's when we begin to. That's when we should take a step back. And so, mm-hmm. if you ever feel yourself doing that, man, delete that. Delete it, because you can, you can have fun. I, I've heard so many stories from customers like. Yeah, I deleted my social media and this is the best i felt in a while. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Right? I'm like, well then don't yeah. get it back. I know. I you know? know, don't get it back. Yeah. But you know, I understand like getting it back and yep. ke- and keeping up with, with your friends, but don't let that keeping up with your friends become, you know, man, I want what they want. And just right. be where your feet are and be and be grateful and thankful for where you're at. Because, you know, you could always you could always be in a worse situation than someone else. So
0: That's good, man. Well, man, I appreciate you, Um, man. I I think that that's an incredible challenge. And (laughs) again, just the simplicity of, you know, Jesus is what makes life good. And am I reading my Bible? Because if I'm going to figure this thing out, I got to stay in the word. And that's going to help me remember the truth of it, man, and have a lot of freedom in that. So is there anything else you want to share?
1: Yeah, uh, man. Before we break? Yeah. So this is a good... um Text that my friend sent me this morning, okay. uh, my friend Jake Simmons, and and he said, um, he sent me this text, Ezekiel thirty seven, four through five. And it says, uh, then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to those to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. And he said, and I'm just gonna be really personal. He said, "As I was reading this passage this morning about the Lord speaking to us, we are dry bones until we listen to the Word of the Lord. We can read it over and over, but until we truly listen to the Word with our spirit, we will not have breath, and we are not, and we are just dry bones. Mm. And and that really hit me this morning because I'm like, man, I know the Word, but like, mm. you know, you have to check yourself. It's like, am I in the Word am in or am word? I just dry, dry bones?
0: Come on." You know, that's, that. you have to start with the word, so. Come on. I like it. We keep it's going pra- about this it's word pr- all it's day. It's practical, yeah. man. It's like, all right, if we're listening, I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying. we got going to read my Bible.
1: You read my to. Bible.
0: And as I do, man, God gives a lot of wisdom. He gives a lot of discernment. And that's that cool, beautiful tension I see is like, God doesn't just, I mean, the tension being like, a, God's done his part, Right. But he didn't just make us a robot, like he gave, like you said, free, like am I gonna make the most of what he's given me? Mm. Right? Like there are re- rewards I have on this side of eternity if I'm doing the things he asked me to do. Yeah. Right? Like and staying in the word is incredibly beneficial, mm. even when it comes to it applies to all things, and most certainly this question. Yeah. Because I end up a heap in a mess. If I'm exploring this and trying to figure out what's next, and I'm not in the word. My perspective is bad. My attitude is bad. My anxiety is bad. The intimidation factor is messing with me. I'm starting to compare. But man, when I'm staying in the Word, it's washing all that stuff away. Yeah. It's helping me get right. Yeah. Because it's it's just everything about it, man. So it's that simple. Read your Bible. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh, thank you so much for being here today, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening in. I'm excited and encouraged. And if you were encouraged by today's episode, I would uh, ask you to share it with a friend. Let them know, and um, they can hear this incredibly challenging word from Josh and just encouraging words. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, as you mentioned really well, and I appreciate that because it's so true. And stay connected to one another and connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.